Episode 69 of Keep the Kayfabe, Season 3. Welcome back, everybody. We've missed you. I'm Mike, sitting here with my boys, ready to get into some wrestling talk here. We got a lot to cover since we took a little break. Hope you all are off to a great 2022 and had a great holiday. I know I did, and the rest of the fellas did, too. Well, let's get acclimated with them real quick, uh, in case you forgot. Over in Glendale, someone who keeps it regal. And honestly, somebody has to nowadays, uh, but we'll get to that <laughs> later. My guy, Steve Gropeschmidt. How are you, Grabby? Mike, do you know what my New Year's resolution was? <laughs> it was to wake oh. up an hour early each day so I could hate you that much more. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect, dude. Oh, man, that's great. That's a nice little riff there, Grabby. Yeah, good to see you, brother. How was your uh, holiday? Good? Oh, yeah, it was good. I mean, we didn't... We're not big adventuring sorts in the midst of a pandemic, so we didn't do a whole hell of a lot. We had a nice, safe uh, holiday with my in-laws, who are all vaccinated and safe. So, uh, yeah. Otherwise, I kept it light. Played a lot of Xbox. There you go. Maxing and relaxing. Drank some good beer, I presume. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hell. Including uh, Broken Skull, which IPA, uh, Stone Cold's beer. Yeah, it's back in the area. Nice. El Segundo Ranch. Love it. Very good. All right. Let's cruise down the Bayview. My guy who keeps it freshly squeezed, the L.A. boy, Mr. Matt Michelson. How are you, Matt? <laughs> well, being it's episode 69, I feel like I have to ask everyone to come get on the hoo train. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, we do. And actually, if you guys go back and listen to episode 68, we treated the boys to uh, a cameo from The Godfather. He crushed it for us. And we actually shot him a note to try to get him on the pod. But I think that guy just gets pummeled with cameo requests and he's taking a little time off from podcasts. Well, diver- well deserved. He's probably getting pretty stoned on the couch. And why not when you're a WWE Hall of Famer? And yeah. But you earned that right. Get him on the pod later. But yeah, Matt, you're in California. Took a nice little vacation. How was that? I was. Yes, Becky and I took a little trip out to Disneyland. Uh, did a little whale watching. Went to Hollywood. Um, fun fact: We actually uh, took the first day, drove up by Palm Springs, up into the mountains, into the desert. And I don't think I've shared this story with all you guys yet. We actually uh, rented a car and ended up. Uh, getting stranded in the desert. Um, yeah. The vehicle was not able to handle dirt roads as well as we thought. Um, ended up sinking down onto a rock, which oh. smashed the radiator, caused fluid oh. to leak all over. Um, Jesus. Yeah. So we had to wait four hours for a tow. And oh my God. Shit. Yeah, four that was hours. So, dude. Yeah, I know. We were um, talking about. I, I don't know if Dynamite or Rampage was on that night, and you you were like, yo, I'm stand, stranded in the middle of the desert. I'm like, holy shit, that sounded intense. So did you have to, like, 
I mean, did you have like insurance and stuff? Because I always waived the insurance. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. So thankfully, um, I had opted to pay for the $10 a day vehicle coverage, um, Damn, which was smart. awesome because you chose four, wisely. I mean, granted, it did take four hours, but um, oh, and on top of that, so we're in the desert and it starts raining of all things. Wow. right? And it's in the yeah. mid 40s. So not the best weather to be stuck in. Um, and you dropped acid right before you went out there, right? Like everybody does when you go to the Joshua tree. We hadn't even gotten to that part yet. That, that's what made the trip just a complete bust. Um, but no, we ended up, uh, thankfully, we were a few hundred yards from our uh, Airbnb that we were staying at in the desert. So we were able to go back oh, and cool. just kind of hang out for a little bit. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, the only downside is it's the desert and we didn't have any water. Um, thankfully, one of the uh, guests staying at an Airbnb near ours was driving by. We were able to flag them down. They were nice enough to share some bottled water with us. Shout out nice. to those guys if you just happen to tune into this podcast. Like, <laughs> oh, they know are. our trip to you. Um, but the tow truck did finally show up around 9 p.m. They took us to uh, the budget rental car center in Palm Springs. We were able to get a new vehicle, which was much better in dirt and sand and rocks and everything you see in the desert. And yeah, the trip uh, carried on after that crazy thank start. God for that insurance, man. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. The, the insurance made it a lot more seamless. Um, I'm wow. still waiting on that phone call from Budget to say, hey, you owe us money, but I haven't gotten it, and it's been over a week, so keep my fingers crossed, but we'll see. Damn, dog. Why even go to Disneyland after that adventure? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know which was crazier, Space Mountain or that. Woo! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the oldest ride, but the longest line. That's right. <laughs> That's wonderful. Awesome. All right, let's stay down in Bayview. Talk to my guy. He's got a bidet in every bathroom in his house. <laughs> He's yeah, got the ass. golden pipes. Oh yeah, baby. Oh my God, it's Charlie Michael. He's back, baby. How are you? Hardcore country. That's, that's, for, that's, that's for Steve. Oh my God! You could have said Steve. You get a hundred predictions on what Charlie's gonna do, and I wouldn't have come up with that one. Hardcore country. That's only part. Of, that's only part. Wow. That's only part of our theme. I know. That's all you need to know. Yep. Awesome. Nice, how, Charlie. Girl. How was your break? You. I know you caught a little uh, bit of the Got sniffle, the, the new uh, strand, but um, yep. other than that, it was good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Watched uh, four seasons of Peaky Blinders, a few episodes of Hawkeye. So. Yeah, Peaky Blinders. That's a show I haven't gotten into, but people it's love. Is it good. worth getting into? Yeah, yeah, I would, yeah, I would for sure. The first three seasons were really good. Four was okay. I'm probably going to start five soon, but it's uh, it's good. It's real good. You know what? We should, at the end of the show, go over what we've been watching because now that it's January, I don't know. We got a lot of local listeners here in the Midwest. We're we're experiencing like a polar vortex right now. It's literally like one degree oh outside God, as we speak. Cold as hell outside. All I want to do is sit on the couch with my dog and watch TV in front of my fireplace. But I've dug into some great nice. shows over break. Let's share them later on. But we got to cut to some wrestling, guys, because it's been a couple weeks before we got down to business. Um, a lot of things have been happening. Happening. Uh, one in particularly, this just happened right before we went off the air for our little hibernation. Kyle O'Reilly, as we predicted, is in fact all elite. And um, that's awesome to see. It was so good to see him reunited. Uh, basically, the Undisputed Era is back together. All we're waiting on is Roddy to get over here. But it's pretty cool. Um, 
Charlie, I think you said that they have Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, the, the music that they used to have in Ring of Honor. Is that correct? And the same name? Yeah. Yep, everything? Yep. Yep. That's the Red Dragon, their old, that's their old theme. Yep. I was like, sweet. Because yep. I didn't see any of, uh, of their wrestling prior to now or before they got to NXT. So, I mean, fans had to have been hyped for that. He's looking good. It's fitting oh, well. Yeah. yeah. Huge pop. So. Yeah, that was awesome. What do you guys think about uh, the American yeah. Dragons getting together? You mean the Red Dragon? Red Dragon. American Dragons, Danielson. Oh, dude, I was thinking of Red Danielson Dragon. already. My bad, yo. Danielson. What do you guys yeah. think of the Red Dragons getting back together? <laughs> it's pretty great. Dragon, I think it's just Red I, I love. Oh, <laughs> it's like Illinois. Hey, it's, Illinois. Illinois. it's a new year. <laughs> hey. Um. <laughs> I'm back, I, baby. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, you uh, are back. <laughs> um, I the think uh, I love what they're doing. There's so many things I love what they're doing with this. One, I mean, it's cool. I mean, Undisputed Era is going to be like heyday cool again because those guys are back together and oh, like yeah. in a place that's going to let them flourish. I love that they're doing this sort of like un uneasy alliance with the young bucks where it's like you can tell not everything's great so you know that's tailor-made for a great story um yeah yeah it's just that's aew at its best when they kind of do this like the layered storytelling like that and um also i i like that you know i I love continuity in wrestling i don't like when like you know places like wwe will insult your intelligence and you know like years ago barry windham a guy who was a former wwf tag team champion goes to the nwa comes back and they act like he's a new guy like i hate stuff like that so i like when they still are teasing the friction between cole and o'reilly who had a feud in nxt so Mm -hmm. it's like they didn't have to do that, but they're doing that because yep. it's like they're not insulting intelligence, and I love that. Mm-hmm. That is good point. Yeah, I, no, I, I totally. Yeah, it's, agree. it's been great so far. I, I I love it for all the same reasons. Um, yeah, that is something AEW does a great job of. Is even from other promotions carrying over storylines. Like this past Friday on Rampage, we saw a match between Adam Cole and Jake Atlas. Um, good, shout out to Jake match. Atlas. Hopefully, very he's good match. Doing well. Yeah, it was fantastic match. Yeah, it was um, Atlas great. I don't know if you guys noticed, but Excalibur, when they were first talking about the match, it was near the beginning. He made some comment about how Jake Atlas and Adam Cole used to work together at the last company they were at, but they never wrestled each other. Yeah, so, yeah, I remember I caught that. Yep. Yeah, and and I don't think it was a dig against WWE. In no, no, he was just it was saying. Like, yeah, he was just saying. Yeah, yeah, totally. It was just really well done, and yep. I think the same can be said for this new faction i guess you could call it with red dragon and adam cole or undisputed Kidding. era i i so, really god how awesome would it be if they just called them the undisputed era just just like yeah yeah, yeah. you've seen that you've seen the stuff that they're uh they already trademarked the name probably i missed no, that no I, I mean i saw oh, a headline but Par- i didn't read it it's paragon or something like that mm. pa paragon hmm. okay so but it doesn't mean it's theirs but it could be but you know there's they're usually pretty right about stuff but yeah it's gonna be the paragon so it, can it be works cool. well regardless of what they do with these guys i really hope they kick it into high gear here soon because another thing excalibur yeah. mentioned on rampage this past friday is that adam cole is the number one contender right now yeah i noticed that too i was like sweet take that title off hangman 
Yeah, I mean, how guy. awesome would it be if we see the prophecy of the Undisputed Era collecting all the gold again? All the belts, yeah. I, well, Adam Cole I, I, is so over, dude. Oh, so white hot right now. Might He's, well be the most dude, over in all AEW. That fucking crowd. That crowd. I always like to say, I always I watch this entrance a couple times, and I, I watch him. Then I always, if you get a chance, always look at the crowd and, yeah. and behind them. And they're just like, there's some dude filming. He's like, Boom! Everybody's like just going nuts with his chant. It's like, oh yeah, and that, so and that Adam Cole baby is like the loudest thing you'll yeah. hear every single week. It's the yes. loudest thing you'll hear. Yeah, yeah. Let's change it's your nuts, name, let's, Adam Cole. Let's change your name. My my name's Vince McMahon. <laughs> yep, change your name. Let's cut your hair. Let's not make you a wrestler. Let's make you a man. Just, just, just. It's a Keith Lee, Bearcat Lee, ridiculous, dude. <laughs> yeah, right. Who we're gonna fire? Anyway? Just, yeah, it's just. Re- Ridiculous to do that to that guy, man. Yeah, money. It's just money at all, dude. Speaking of music, just a quick little tangent here. Uh, Hooks music, I am obsessed with. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I that love airy it. organ. It's just like an airy little jazz club organ, and then it rips into like some kick-ass beat, nice hip-hop. He, he comes out, he looks like a prize fighter, and it's almost oh reminds my me God. of like UFC or boxing. It's good shit. Really good shit. We, we just didn't... lightning in a bottle with him. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm a mark for that song too, dude. I've I, I, yeah. that a few times and listened to it. <laughs> Before... I might have to make it my new ringtone. Yeah. <laughs> Before we started recording, um, we had we were talking before we started recording this episode about what are we going to discuss tonight? It's been a few weeks. We have a lot of content to pull from. One of the things we did not even mention is Hook and mm-hmm. just his phenomenon. Huge... Let's go there. Let's go right now. For yeah. Sure. So so go ahead, I'll, I'll go ahead and kick it off. So I'm obsessed with Hook already. Um, it's so crazy too because if for those of our longtime listeners, if you go back and listen to past episodes of this podcast, I've ripped on Hook many a time and just oh, we all have. Yeah, like what's the point before was like yeah, why is he there totally. other than being Taz's son? And and they yeah. waited, you know, since near Smartly. the beginning of AEW to actually have him debut in Ring, and. I, I remember before even watching his debut match, I, of course I was listening to the what culture podcast. Cause for our listeners, that's what I do. We all know that. And all those guys were raving about hooks debut before it had happened. Cause they had seen some of the tapings ahead of time. Some of their listeners um, who were at the show had tweeted them about the match saying, you're going to want to watch this. And so I tuned into it and oh my gosh, I, it's so refreshing to see a guy like this who has such an original work style. It's the perfect blend between MMA and pro wrestling, which I feel like is something they've been trying to do for a long time, at least trying to get it right. You know, you think about guys like Jake Hager, who is an MMA fighter, I think more so than a wrestler at this point. Um, And they've tried booking him that way, but it just really hasn't worked out in the past. Uh, He had their one really good match with Wardlow. But beyond that, there hasn't been a lot of good crossover. So with Hook, I think it's the complete opposite. Like, he's just crushing it every week. The guy looks like he's been doing this for years, never talks. I love the fact that he doesn't need to say a word because I honestly don't think I've ever heard him talk, and I'm okay with that because what I would hate to see happen is he has this voice that just does not match the way he looks. And (laughs) so if that's the case, Hook, if you're listening to this or Taz or anybody at AEW (laughs) for that matter, they are. Just keep doing what you're doing. If Hook has this amazing 
tenor voice, yeah, bust it out. If he doesn't, um, just keep him the stone cold killer that you have him right now. Uh, I'm, we're loving it. He's, he's his dad's gonna have him book just like him, where Taz wasn't a huge promo guy. Promo he guy. Few, he said a few things and got it and, and got it over and was really good. I tell you another thing too, off topic and I'm speaking to the family. When Jared was gone, Taz was so fucking entertaining. I love uh, Taz. I'm the mic. He is so, so good. I was never a huge mm-hmm. fan of his WWE stuff. Cause I guess right. I kind of quit watching at that time, but he's so, he was, he's been so good while JR was gone, man. It was mm-hmm. yeah. such good shit. Just every time he says, laughing, every, time, funny. every time he says yam bags, I just lose it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, then it's Ruby Soho singing. It's so bad. He's so fucking, he was so he good. Great. Man. I was like, yeah. He's just an asset. One yeah. of the yeah. best commentators so of my generation, at least certainly is Taz. And, and it's, it's crazy because he's such a good wrestler too but then you find out later yeah. in life he's this amazing commentator like yeah. you know, with yeah. jr being gone That's... obviously jr is the voice in my mind but yeah. even when jr steps aside it just goes to show you the depth of aew's talent not just in the ring but on commentary as well well i got ricky starks who's in bad either it's like they got they oh. they're gonna they're gonna be just fine when then when the older guys step down oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. totally no but yeah i mean hook is just um amazing and i just think like it's just this funny like it kind of was this grassroots like people were like super embracing him on twitter and that and kind of building it up before he wrestled but then he gets in the ring and he's awesome so i mean and then i mean they're so smart team taz is still i guess you'd consider heels probably not in the classic i don't know probably probably yeah probably not in the classic bully ray uh like rant sense but (laughs) To have them go against QT Marshall on his team and then QT to get in his face and then he beats him up. I mean, that's just like he is a he is a baby face all the way right now. Totally. Hell yeah. Here's my two cents on Hook. Yes. I I was a hater. I mean, I called him after fishing tackle before. I called him bobber. <laughs> I didn't understand what his purpose was out there before. He's wearing the wife beater. I mean, he looked like a like a little kid out there. He now did. He looks like a man. It's like, holy fuck. Where did, when, did, did this transformation happen in like a matter of, you know, weeks? He's cut as fuck. His tattoo game has kind of got like this Pete Davidson thing going on. They're no, the tattoos aren't great. That's kind of distracting, <laughs> but no problem. It's okay. Look who, look who, look who Pete Davidson like rolls around with. It, it's kind of the thing right now. So he's, you know, I'm getting old, whatever. But I mean, I also made a funny ass meme that I thought one of my all time favorite movies is Kingpin. Mm-hmm. I thought Hook's hair looked like bigger and McCracken's when he's bowling against Roy Munson. You can find that on Keep the Kayfabe Instagram. It's pretty decent. It's gotten a couple likes, whatever. But, um, okay, now the good stuff. This fucking guy is killing it right now. He's living larger than any any wrestler in AEW right now. For his age and the talent that he has, uh, he's got his father's mentorship. And when his dad is on the mic uh, in, the, um, in the booth talking about him, that's a plus. We just talked about how Taz crushes it. And he's honestly doing a really good job being a proud father, like keeping it in, but also promoting in a professional way. Dude's got amazing technique. The suplexes that this guy is putting on these wrestlers is insane. Um, and then we just saw him in the club making it rain. He's, he's got asses in his face. <laughs> I mean, boy, it's is good to be the king. Right now. 
Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Send hook, baby. Hashtag. And as I said earlier on our, as I said earlier in our group text, I think Hook is the one wrestler right now that can get away with being in a club with naked women, and it actually improves his image somehow. Yeah. So most oh, definitely, yeah. pretty amazing. Um, the one other thing I will say about Hook. So for those of our listeners, if you haven't seen Hook wrestle, go on YouTube. AEW is real good about putting content out there. Check out some of his matches; you will love it. The other thing is, I want to give a shout out to. Ah, shoot, I'll have to go back and add it in the notes. I can't remember which account it was, but I did see a meme. And there's a lot of great memes out there. If you look for hook memes on Instagram. Oh, or, the, oh, the it, movie it's, one? It's a gold mine. No, it was not the movie one. This one was the top 10 wrestlers in the world right now. And number one was Hook. Number two was Roman Reigns. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then it continues with like the PWI top 10, basically. But Hook That's is right. number one. So yeah, there's that. a lot of good content out there from. You know how many uh, WWE right fanboys like just lost their shit over oh, that? Yeah. And... Oh, totally. But it, this is what one about situation Mis- where. What about Mysterio's kid? What about Mysterio's kid? <laughs> yeah, Favorite, Mysterio's favoritism. Kid. Hook would yeah. break. Dominic Mysterio in half. No question. Yes. This is this is what okay, so we've seen a lot of wrestlers try to follow in their father's footsteps. We saw it with DiBiase's kid, uh I mean even Ric Flair's kid, rest in peace. Um fuck, Rey Mysterio's yeah. List goes Sorry. on and on, but I don't think anybody has made a splash quite like this. Um you just embarrassed yourself because you forgot an obvious one. Um the greatest uh son of a former wrestler, Braun Breaker, the current NXT champion. <laughs> so uh yeah. yeah. If I had a mic, I if I dropped this mic if it wasn't company property. Yeah. And we will, and for those of our <laughs> listeners out there, well, we'll be not not be covering yeah, yeah. Braun Breaker's title win tonight. You mean of current cuz you forgot the, one of the greatest wrestlers of all, one of the greatest personalities wrestlers of all time, is the son of a wrestler, the great Sean, one, the Rock. Shane McMahon, the Rock, oh. the, the Rock. Oh, uh, true. You know, My well, there's a lot, but, but he, give one of the okay. current, I go no, current give, generation. Give, give Hook another year, and he'll pass the Rock. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah, Hook, I mean, even Rock. though I, I'm not a, a fan, Orton's big too. Nah. But yeah, of the current yeah, guys, right. you know, of the newest generation, right, yeah, he's he's the. He's easily the best of the current In the generation. past 25 years, oh. this has been the biggest. I mean, you could say Charlotte, but she started in NXT, and it took a long time for her to, but she, you know, graduate. Yeah, but I don't think she's got, but I don't think she's got, like, the buzz. I'll, I'll take it back, but for a guy just coming out and getting the, for the yeah. hottest buzz of a kid, that's easily him. Because, of, you yeah. know, people hate, I hated The Rock when he first came out until he so, got to, until he got to the nation. But, yeah, no one, you're right, no one has that kind of buzz stuck the landing in, like match one yeah you know and the Nobody. coldest music and, and and is and is good yeah and it's good because i think you know like i said everybody's marks out because breaker does a couple moves i i we'll see the longevity but like hook he, he's doing chain wrestling manu he's doing moves and shit real just smoothish and just cool as shit, you know. Sound. You can, mm-hmm. Yeah, technique. You're not gonna see break. I've seen a few of those breaker matches. He ain't doing that. The reason I didn't watch all of it, but the reason he looked so good when he won last week was he fucking wrestled Ciampa. That's the Ciampa only reason. Make a Ciampa. broom look good. Yeah, yeah. Ciampa's sure. yeah, a pro, dude. You know. So I want to see what he does on his own. Right. Or, 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 or with or with uh, fellow new guys. Yeah, like like Crow Magnum. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't wait till they fucking have to fucking get these guys to be stars because it ain't, it ain't gonna happen, dude. That's my, I mean, that's my whole thing. That the whole thing with bringing those guys. That's why Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, all Chopper, Gargano, all those guys are up, are over because they did, they put the work in, in the Indies to get there. You know, and Breaker's mm-hmm. been training since February. Come on, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, he, well, yeah, and he's okay, but we're we'll not going like to spend... we'll see longevity. Yeah, we're not going to spend a lot of time on NXT because I'm they don't fucking deserve it. <laughs> it's a hey, horrible. It's a horrible show. Just, well, let's uh, let's. Well, okay, we do have to cover a little NXT news um, because there was a little uh, recent releases lately. Uh, they basically let go the best one of the best things going for nxt and kind of like a saving grace that that was like hey i can still get behind the nxt because this man is here they let william regal uh go the commissioner the dude uh steve yeah that's your boy yeah Uh, he's a lot of people's boys he's one of the all-time greats he did a great job he gave the he gave that company some class when it's been a fucking dumpster fire uh for the past two years year and a half whatever you want to call it but um him and samoa joe just got released and um do you guys want to take predictions how long uh nxt is going to be around this year i'm guessing maybe six months maybe I, I mean, that's a decent months. number. Yeah, oh, I was going to say, oh, I'd no. give it more than six months, realistically. What do you mean, be around? Like, like, like before they cut it? Like, like, before they might be like done. Uh, no, they'll keep it for a while. Until the TV rate things come up? But, but I tell you, yeah, USA, USA Network out, can't yeah. be happy with what the hell they, you know, like. No. They just decide to up and change it, and then the ratings plummet. It's just, yeah, it's it's. Yeah, I think it'll go on life support, and you know, if you, it's probably got enough ratings that it's better than reruns of shit. But I think yeah. when TV negotiations come up, and I don't know when that is, that's that's going to be well, a it'll probably, albatross. It'll yeah. probably it'll probably it'll probably be back on WWE. Yeah, because no one's there's no one's going to pay for that, dude. To your, to your point, though, I mean, yeah, I don't even have to be like the world's biggest William Regal fan, which I am, um, but. Uh, there's so many reasons why that was just shitty. One, he was the you know a, a pillar of making that show so good because he he recruited a lot of those names you just mentioned. Um, oh yeah, he's been with the company 22 years. He was with the company 22 years. Lloyd, you know, it's not how you. I don't know. It's just not how you treat like one of the best minds in wrestling, even if he's. But but I think the thing is, and I try. I'm self aware of my criticism with WWF that WWE that sometimes. You know, you see things that maybe aren't really there, but I think it, you almost can't deny that they are. This is just the indictment on the Triple H era, and they are just yep. getting rid of every Triple H guy. Oh, yeah. oh, I think yeah. the only reason they yeah. haven't dumped Shawn Michaels yet is maybe because he's a Hall of Famer, and that, but you know, Hall they'll famer, just yeah. quietly put him out the pasture too. Um, but it's just, yeah, you know, Triple H is paying the price for a stupid move it of looked, going head to head with like WWE. He looks like he was. Yeah, Shawn he looks Michaels like he looks like he sleeps in the pasture already. Right, he got kicked <laughs> by a horse. Exactly. Yeah, Sorry. Um, I agree with what you're that was yeah. But no, it's just it's just. Um, I mean, it would make sense if 
they were like, okay, you know, you the four of us are a certain type of wrestling fan. We like good in-ring action, blah, 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 all the things that NXT used to be. It would make sense if they're like, no, that's just not who we are. We're going to come up with something better. But they got, they got, they didn't replace it with something better. They replaced it with a bunch of not very good amateurs. And yeah. the, the product has no direction. And it's just, it, that's, yeah. They, so it's, They had it. They had it because they were like, let's pick from the indies. That's yeah, like what AEW yep. did, and they were like, "Hey, when when it was great, they got all these people from the indies. Now it's like they abandoned that whole philosophy, and now they're just trying to get celebrities in there, like Bad Bunny for big pay per views or the Logan Paul, you know, brother you, or whatever. You, you know, you know, they don't have a long term plan based on how they've no. done all this. It's like it's right. one thing to be like, we got a five year plan, and you know what." Tomasa Ciampa mm-hmm. and Samoa Joe don't fit in it. But when they pull people up and then the next week fire them, or that woman that uh, I can't think of her name right now, but one of the people Something they re- released yep. yeah, last week, that, like they just that. hired her three months ago. Dude, or that she dude, moved. She, she moved. Was fucking, she was Steve, because I know the name was Carino. Yeah, she was Steve Carino's sister. She yeah. moved from Las Vegas with her family out, out to Florida for that gig. Or. Wow. It was her son's first day of school of being out there and they can her. Or that dude that was in the diamond mine. Again, I apologize. I forget his name. I don't want to. But that dude, like, yeah, it was like not that long, less than a year ago. He travels, he moves across the world and then they drop him. It's like, there's back in the day wwe would do all this shit, but at least they kind of would have some humanity about it where they'd, you know, like, like, they'd help somebody with something or you hear these stories or they pay somebody when they're injured. Now it's just like this ruthless, yep. like, ah, fuck you. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I, it's Joe, fired, corporate, fired it's twice. Every corporate, it's every corporate company we work for. Yeah. I was exactly. just about to say my, my take know? on this whole thing is Nick Khan, the new president at WWE. Ever since he came in, I feel like this has become more and more of a, of a thing where you know when we first heard about yep. layoffs like about a year ago i want to say it was shocking um but you know it happens pretty regularly almost quarterly which is odd because you think about large corporations always doing things once a quarter to meet yep. shareholder demand um i i agree with you guys i don't believe there is a five-year plan or any sort of long-term direction with a lot of the storytelling no. i do think there is a plan that goes some amount of time more than like a week or a day but i think a lot of times what we end up seeing you know kind of like the person who got brought up and then immediately fired um my hunches just based on having worked in a corporate environment in the past is that probably happened but it was probably done because at the same time over on this other side of the coin you have nick khan going okay we need to cut costs here here and here so we're gonna fire uh, one legend, yep. one brand new person, you know, just kind of balancing it out because yeah, and then you have to go find of, those names. Yeah, exactly. You look at that list every time it yep, comes out, budget. It laid off. Yep. it's always one or two really well-known wrestlers, a whole bunch of people from NXT and then like a referee or something. So it, it, there's definitely a That's method point. to how this is happening. I think a lot of folks are just more outraged at the fact that it is happening, which rightfully so don't get me wrong, but there's definitely a method to it. Now, as far as what happens to NXT in six months or a year, I have a feeling they're going to actually end up renaming it at some point because 
NXT 2.0 oh, yeah. just sounds like the weirdest name for a wrestling Stupid. show when you really yeah. like as a new fan coming in you'd be like what was 1.0 and then you go yeah. back and watch 1.0 that was and you're good like, oh this is okay so it was eight this is million. a downgrade cool. <laughs> yeah um yeah, so I ha- I have true, to believe man. in six months to a year by then they'll have renamed it and at that point I would have to imagine that most of the talent from NXT 1.0 has either moved up to the main roster or moved on to AEW or is looking for a new job somewhere else. Yeah. Speaking of new jobs, someone who is not struggling since the layoff, I'll quickly interject is Scarlett Bordeaux. Mm. <laughs> she has started she has started an OnlyFans page. And if uh, fans out there listening of only fans, maybe you're on it, maybe you're not. Uh, but she is in the 0.04% of these content creators. So does she um, have a, you know if she has nudity on there or what? She definitely does a- not. It's just okay. a bunch of teases. What a bunch it's, of uh, marks, then. <laughs> dude, hey, man. What a, listen what to, a bunch li- of marks. Listen, dude. they're probably over NXT just as much as we are. I mean, we used to buy tickets to that. We used to buy T-shirts to that. Some of them even bought belts, but, I mean, that's another story. We love all our fans (laughs) out there that buy belts. But, um, you know, when you're not at these NXT shows anymore and you have your favorite and you want to go on Scarlett Bordeaux's OnlyFans for 20 bucks a month and then pay maybe $100 for her to say your name with eye contact into a phone and say, Happy birthday, Jacob Francis from Virginia. Like, yeah, exactly. She is going to fucking make bank. It's not even. Oh, yeah. She's going to get killing, dude. Oh, she is crushing it. She actually had to turn off her um, personalized requests because she was getting so much. That's crazy. (laughs) Good for her. A lot of these people are not struggling. Uh, She actually, the reason I know this, too, it's like this Brandy Lauren girl uh who used to date joy janela she's got a big old uh, <laughs> booty and um <laughs> she she just did a collab with scarlet she advertised it on her instagram so it's just like you know these people are banding together they're figuring out a new way their name's already out there they got fans they're making way more money doing what they are now and not even believe- leaving their fucking house not even taking a bump not putting up with the bullshit not eating yep. the shitty catering or lack thereof you know all's well I was. I can't uh, believe people I, just buy OnlyFans. It's crazy to me. It, it's insane. I, I was actually it's listening right. to Oral Sessions, which is Renee Paquette's podcast. I, ca- for those I, I caught that part. Yeah. With yeah. Them on so it. yeah, I caught. That. Yes. So for those of our listeners who don't listen to it, number one, definitely listen to it. It's a good show. Number two, uh, one of the latest episodes is an interview with uh, Killer Cross and Scarlett Bordeaux, yep. and Did they're really interesting. The What's that, Charlie? Did he, didn't he look different with the hair and the no? Uh, no beard his look is think? definitely interesting um yeah very different yeah, from nxt yeah but but i think as people they're very interesting people very mindful and grounded um but they do touch on scarlet's only fans page and it's funny because renee asks killer cross like hey how do you how do you feel about this and he's like you know we have a very trusting relationship i trust her to not put it all out there and save things that are just between us so Basically, oh, that he's means gonna love it. You're not getting any nudes on OnlyFans, is what it boils down nope. to. Sorry, nope. Oh, and she'll tease it, and she will make more money. She'll be like, for 150 dollars, I'll get totally nude, but she'll like cover everything up. Yeah, I'm naked, but you're not gonna see anything. And she can, you know? she can ride that out for a long time. She's not desperate like Sunny. 
<laughs> sorry, oh, sorry, Sonny. I was a big fan Fuck. once. <laughs> All right. Well, that was fun, boys. Okay. So where are we right here? We are in the midst of the WWE Royal Rumble coming up, too. <laughs> uh, and let's just stay on desperation when it comes to the WWE. They are digging for participants in this uh, upcoming Royal oh. Rumble, especially the female Royal Rumble. I they basically this. fired... Sorry, go ahead, Charlie. Yeah, go ahead. Get this. On that topic, they only have 21 res- women wrestlers on their roster, including oh, in the, roster. the two as champs. So you take those two out they don't got a lot of people women i heard that today that's a good that's a good background of why they're doing total yeah yep go ahead sorry mike fun fact no 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 i'm glad you said that because i didn't know that and that makes total sense why they're going over to impact and getting back mickey james somebody that they put all of her gear in a trash bag and sent it to her uh when they released her maybe a year or so ago i don't know how long ago it was about a year um (laughs) <laughs> and she will be coming back. Uh, they're probably going to, I think the Bellas are coming back too. They're pretty much are calling for anybody that will fucking come to this promotion. <laughs> anybody and wants take a paycheck. Pay yeah, pretty much. I mean, I don't blame get, the former wrestlers that still have a decent relationship to get this oh, money. Yeah. Get, Easy your, payday. get your money, dude. Yep. Get your money. Yeah. But it just means absolutely mo- nothing, nothing when this, this organization is just a fucking joke right now. Totally. I, I actually saw a picture earlier on Instagram. Um, I, it sounds like Lita is also going to come back in the Royal Rumble. So yeah, yep. WWE is opening up the, the legends catalog, going over to the impact, do whatever they got to do to get uh, this roster filled out for the rumble. Um, one thing I will mention, Holly Holly will probably be there. Oh, oh yeah. It's always the same name. Kelly Kelly. They said is going to yeah. be there. Yeah. I mean, she wasn't even good the Jackie. first time. What if they're called Jackie? Keebler? Yeah. Keebler might come out. She oh, might yeah. be too. She might be moved on. I don't what's know. Under, what's Tori Wilson. Tori Wilson sometimes. Oh, Michelle McCool. I could yeah, see her going. It. Yeah. yeah she is. Right. Yeah. Yep. But yeah. you know, it's the funny thing. It's like they've done. They did their all women's pay per view. They've done what another one or two other women's Royal Rumbles. They bring out 75% the same old legends anyway. It's like it's not new anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Um, So the one thing I will mention kind of related to this. So kind of getting back to how WWE is now a corporate environment. Um, You know, obviously, Charlie, like you mentioned, 21 women on the roster full time. And they're continuing to lay up people off continually. You got to believe they're setting the company up for a sale. Because think about it. If you're going to sell a company... You want to show the least amount of assets possible and the most amount of cash. So for WWE, I have to believe Vince's plan is to continue just firing people till he's got the most lightweight company you've ever seen. And it's just waiting for someone like NBC, Fox, maybe somebody else to come along, snatch him up, take all, take everything, take the money. And then Vince gets a fat check to retire on his family set for mm-hmm. another 30, 40 years. So, yeah. so business-wise, it's starting to make more and more sense. Um, either that, or they're truly going out of business. But I, I find that they're not. They're, they're. We, we can hate on them all they want. They're, they're a successful company. They're not going out of business, right? There's so many loyal fans that will still eat the shit that is shoveled to them, and that'll That's never very go true. away. It'll never happen. I mean, even Vince, Vince McMahon has said he's like, don't ever underestimate the the low intelligence of a power crowd. Mark. 
the power of marks. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you look at it like like some of this worst stuff we've talked about in Raw and SmackDown, pretty level with their ratings. It's like mm-hmm. there's been weeks where we predicted Raw would tank, and like, nope, same. It's just yep, same one There's people that are just in the six. habit of watching it, and they'll watch yeah, it. Got like, it on the DVR. Bless his heart, right. my dad. Like he doesn't think too heavily about it. He watches <laughs> but it every he still week. It's such shitty TV. I know. At least I got him. At least I got him watching AEW too. Speaking of of which, I meant to ask you guys, um, and we can take this offline as well. uh, You know, the Royal Rumble's coming up January 29th. If you guys want to come over and watch, I'm I'm all free for it. Uh, I I can't can't commit to four hours of that fucking shit show. Well, I usually go to the Drunk Uncle in West Dallas. They're a big sponsor of Keep the Kayfabe and my candle business. They put on one of the best parties in West Dallas. They actually do some... um, a drawing where you put in $20 where you get a number and it corresponds with what wrestler comes out. And if your wrestler wins, you get like $400. And then if they're the last one over the ropes, you get like $200. It's pretty fun. I go usually every year. I I don't know if I'm going this year because of COVID and stuff like that, but we'll see. Um, Mojo Raleigh is going to win. Right. Hey, and by the way, the women's wrestler, another notable that actually jumped ship, did not get released. She just straight up left. Was Tony Storm, another big uh, wrestler. That's right. So she she's probably seeing the writing on the wall. She's probably oh, like, that was Fuck great. This. She her, knows her, her worth. Accent was great. Yeah. Yeah. She she can um she can find a job anywhere. Oh, she'll have no problem. Right. And she's so, young. I, she's like 24, 25, I think. She, yeah, she's fine. That's it. Yeah, she's newly wow. engaged. She, 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 she's, uh, she's seeing the bright side of life, and good for her. We love you, Tony Storm. Uh, she's a big listener too. Shout you know, out. I think one last point on this that Charlie and I were talking about earlier. If you want to see something hilarious, go online and see these like dipshits going on about like the broken, the forbidden door yeah, with WWE. Who's coming? Com- There's this one guy that worked out this scenario where Kenny Omega would come to the Rumble and win it, and then take on Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, and then the two would wrestle it all out later in the year. It's like, yeah. what the fuck like, are you what, talking like, about? What are you twelve? <laughs> Yeah, like WWE has no reason to open the Forbidden Door, and I yeah. doubt any interest. The Mickey James thing makes perfect sense. Like we said, they, you they said they earlier, need they need bodies. One, yeah. two. I think they're going to add her to the Hall of Fame, if not this year, very soon. That makes sense. They are going to do jack shit for it, Impact, because why the hell would they? Like compared to the WWE, Impact's like a pimple. Like like they're nothing. Yep. Like they they benefit nothing from. I mean AEW didn't really get that much, get out, much of out of Impact. Yeah. Why would WWE? So and, and here's some and here's and here's some breaking news too on Kenny. Oh. Yeah. And Kenny, he's injured. Kenny's got co- he's got COVID. He's injured and I just saw he's got COVID. Oh yeah, he's going to be I off. I bet Don Callis gave it to him that sack of shit that slime ball that dirty <laughs> That dirty human being, oh yeah, life. Human totally. refuse. And he's probably the guy who's planning all this forbidden door stuff with WWE. Oh, yeah. the, the jack, the jackal, yeah, the invisible yeah. hand. Thank you. Yes. Yep. Yeah. There Fine. you go. Love it. All right. So yeah, we've been hopping around a lot. Um, should we talk about uh, this big name that Tony Khan might be introducing to the AEW roster? We just saw Mercedes Martinez come 
into the fold probably a week, week and a half ago. Uh, but I didn't see this bit of news. Steve, is this something that you saw? It was some, he made some mention. I don't remember if it was on uh, Busted Open or Twitter, but he kind of hinted that there was like, you know, one trick up his sleeve kind of big name. And I, I apologize. I wish I remember what word he used. It wasn't legend, but it was sort of like a dream hire or big name. So it's left people speculating and, um, mm. That's why I think it's fun to think like, you know, we all know the names out there. There's, you know, like Keith Lee, um, Johnny Gargano, obviously think what you will of it. Bray Wyatt's out there like um, Tony Storm, Tony Storm. Um, It's interesting to think like, yeah, if there's like one, you know, they're going to keep making signings. But if it's like those names I mentioned and others, who could he be talking about? Yeah, that's a really good point. Exciting. I have a hunch. Um, so all those names, Steve, you just mentioned were all names I was thinking as well. Another one that came to mind while you were listing those off, though, is the Briscoes from Ring of Honor. Yeah. And, and we There's have definitely also the that. entire Ring yeah, of thought, Honor roster at yeah. our disposal as well. So yeah. really I thought could they be anybody. Com- I thought they were coming soon. I thought maybe they had to wait till their contracts ended at the end of the mm. year. I was like, okay, maybe they're waiting for January. So I thought they'd premiere this week, last week. And I'm like... I don't know what the holdup is. They've been I wa- they've been cutting good promos on their um, face on their Facebook group page. Some fucking great promos and stuff. But it does seem to be a change in AEW where they're kind of being a little. I mean, I guess the cup half full, like patience, cup yeah, half really empty, patient. and like yep. what culture? I know I was listening to them the other day, and they talked about how like they were worrying that like with some of the shows, maybe they're starting to mail it in a little bit because they're just not doing as much week to week. So, I mean, you, it could be that, but it could just be, I wonder if Tony Khan's learned a little bit of like, okay, I don't Slow need to blow down. all this in one week. Yeah. Yeah, like line, last yeah. week, last week was, was uh, Danielson, Brian again, you know, there's like, he didn't, you don't have to double up with things like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't need yeah. two things on that show. Yeah. It seems like Brody King is coming for sure. Unless everybody's been, yeah. you know, fooled. That's not yeah, a mega it, name. And everybody name. has to anybody that's available has to be chomping at the bit to wrestle with this company. Yeah. So he basically can call the shots, you know, and he is in the position of power to do so. So it's like you, he can probably expedite this for the next eight months. We kind of saw it with Brody Lee um, and Matt Hardy. We always thought maybe Matt Hardy was going to be the exalted one for the dark order way back in 2020. They brought him back, but he wasn't. But it's like swerve. Yeah. Here comes Brody Lee. So you know they like oh, to, shit. they like to you know mix it up, keep fans guessing, and all you got to do is kind of trust the process, as they say in the business. I just thought of this when you talked about. He said that he talked about bringing a legend in. Mm-hmm. That well, that that's said? the word I stepped back from. I, I maybe while while we're oh, chatting, well, here, you know, I'll try to look quick. You know, to see what his words were. It, it, It'd be if it's a legend, you know, it's probably Jeff Hardy, but you know, right. he's got a 90 day don't compete. So I yeah, bet that's a, yeah, we didn't even Jeff. see that yet, right? And uh, the way he worded it was a dream signing. So, you know, the oh, last that's, time that's he's... gotta be Jeff, yeah, I would yeah. imagine too, because I know Tony Khan's talked that's in the past dream. about being yep. a huge fan of Jeff Hardy. And yep. just think about it like, Matt Hardy's really been just treading water for the longest time now. Like, how cool would it be to get Jeff Hardy back? with Matt Hardy and either repeat the broken gimmick that they did several years ago, or just go back to the classic Hardy boys gimmick well, and have, and have some great matches with all their great tag teams there. And yeah. 
and that will certainly move the needle. The AEW is crushing it, but you know they they want to gradually get that rating up. They want to get they want to move the needle. Jeff Hardy would be one of those dudes. Oh yeah, because WWE yes. loyal fans that have loved WWE forever, they'd be like, oh my god, the Hardy Boys back to see the fucking fist going yeah. over again and the the fucking dude, kick dude, that- drum kicking. That WrestleMania pop when they came back a oh, few yeah. years ago was off the hook. Yeah, yeah. that's great. But sucks that, that they, can't use, they, they can't use that music though. That is yeah, true. True. That but sucks. they can. You know what they're doing? I mean, you hear it with like uh, like these guys they Adam brought Cole. in. They can get real they're, close. <laughs> they, they can riff it. They can riff yeah. it because they're kind of doing that with Adam Cole. They'll probably make better music. They'll make it better. They do a pretty good Honestly. job with music overall. Yeah. yeah, they know what they're doing over there. It's not like so, WCW where it was just even when they were the number one, their their music was abysmal. Yeah, like the Wolfpack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's still one of my favorites from WCW. No, that was that was that was an exception, definitely. All right, we're kind of getting deep into the show here. Uh, we got a couple of topics left on the card. Um, did we want to just chat real quickly about Brian Danielson and Hangman Adam Page with their? Latest match that took place on Dynamite. It was not quite as long as their hour-long match that ended in a draw, but we did have a conclusion in this one, and Adam Hangman Page did come out victorious. It was very entertaining. Um, I think we were on our group chat, guys, and we were like, this is way better than that hour-long one, probably because it was much shorter, more compact, better story, better quality than quantity of time gone by. Uh what were your thoughts? I mean, I guess I can kick it off. I, I texted this to all you guys, I think, as we were watching the match. But personally, and of course, this is just my opinion. So for the listeners out there, go easy on us on social media if you disagree with me. But I thought the second match between these two was better than the first. In oh, my yeah. opinion. Um, it, the first match was good. Um, and I, we talked about this the week after it premiered. But you know, it was one of those matches where in the moment, I, I just felt like it was really long. And Charlie actually texted us 40 minutes in and said, I think this match is way too long. Little did we know it was going to go the full hour, I think. Yeah. But um, but it definitely teed up the story for the second match really well, which I, I didn't really realize until the second match started. But you could tell right out of the gate, these guys were looking to pick up where the first one left off. Hangman Page did not want to go 60 minutes and leave it to the judges to make the decision. Brian Danielson definitely wanted to doing jumping jacks outside the ring, really just taking his time with everything. So you had this sense of urgency paired with this sense of just dragging out the match. Um, It's interesting. Brian Danielson is such a good heel. You know, you think about it. It's like as fans, nobody wanted that match to go to a judge's decision, right? No. And of course he did because he's a heel and he wants to give you what you don't want. Meanwhile, you have Adam page trying to win the match before the judges are there to make the decision. Thankfully, he did it in, I think it was like about 30 minutes or so. Um, and right all the there, action yeah. throughout the match was fantastic. Tons of blood, tons of moonsaults and incredible sequences, just nonstop. The fact that these guys worked a match with this work rate for 30 minutes is also really commendable. I mean, I know they worked a one-hour match before, but that was a very methodical, slow-paced match. Whereas this was very intense, very violent, um, and still went 30 minutes. So... I I was a huge fan. I love the outcome. I think it was the right outcome in hindsight. Gave Brian Danielson his first loss. And now we can see who Adam Page takes on next. Baby. Baby. <laughs> yes. 
That's going to be awesome. Double or nothing. You know, um, I have to, you know, my wife is usually in the room when I'm watching wrestling and uh, she's, I would, she's definitely not a fan, <laughs> but <laughs> she made, we had a really good conversation during that match. And it, she brought up a really good point is like, she has brought up week after week, how, AEW is way too bloody. Like it's just like over the top. And I, I've told her I think it's a combination of planned and unplanned that just both happen a lot. Yeah. And this was the week where that that point really hit me because this was one of the first matches in a long time, or one of a few matches in a long time where blood contributed to the story. And you, you know, they're they're teasing like, are they is blood going to factor in with the judges? Are they going to stop it? And it just to her point, I think. I think blood did such a masterful job in this that it made me think, God, I wish they wouldn't do it as much because this was the right time for it. But when every week there's at least one bloodbath or one, you know, thing, it diminishes it. And I think, you know, less is more with almost anything. And I just, I think that, I think that's a good observation is that I wish they'd tone it down because people seem to accidentally get busted open quite often. Mm -hmm. So then maybe just way cut down the plan stuff so that you can actually save it for the right time. Like this match. Shout out out Tamara on that point, because I think that's one thing that turns out, turns away WWE fans to go over to AEW because it is too bloody because WWE is kind of a kid show, family friendly. They don't. Yeah. They've gone the way other end. Yeah. They They don't blade. They kind of like, we're, we want to get away from all that stuff. Leave that to the older people, the people that age out of wrestling, their money isn't as important. We're always looking for the younger people to get the fans, uh, for the future. And I would have to agree with her. If it was a little less bloody and they use color for more purposeful, you know, storytelling and reasons, maybe they will get more WWE fans over because I've heard that from people when I'm out and about and I talk wrestling with people when I see like somebody wearing a wrestling shirt. I'm like, oh, are you in a- into AEW at all? And they're like, nah, it's a little too bloody. I watch it with my kids. They're, you know, they like Roman Reigns. They like to see the spears and the blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, I get that point of view, too. You know, do, yeah, the, and I think the, certainly this I, type of fan. Yeah, yeah. and I think if, if they care about their women viewership, which is low, mm-hmm. I think that's that's a turn off. I mean, it, it certainly is the, the sheer volume that they do it. Yeah, right. I agree. I, I think it would be smart of AEW to appeal to the women out there as well. Because if you think about it, that's, that's a huge, that's 50% of the world right there that you could appeal to, right? And in addition to that, if the women are willing to watch, that means the men then can watch. So <laughs> there's probably a lot of guys out there who aren't watching because their wives or whoever don't want to watch it. Um, oh, so yeah. that that's definitely something they need to consider. I, I totally get what you guys are saying, though, about the blood. I remember the match between Cody and Dustin when AEW was, was first getting started. And yeah. just a ton of blood appeared. And I think it was such a memorable match just because... We double or nothing, the first blood. double or nothing. That's right. And we had not seen blood in years, um, at least to that level. Not like so, that. Right. It, it made the match so much more memorable. I mean, obviously the story was there too, which was just phenomenal. So, yeah, I think between that and, you know, to Steve, to your wife's point, like, I feel like, yeah, every week there's at least one match with blood. And it's mm-hmm. almost kind of gotten us to the point where we're like, okay, if there's not blood, what's the point in watching? Or if there is blood... It doesn't carry the weight that it used to. I actually think it happens accidentally a lot more than it happens planned. I agree. Yeah. Right. 
Except um, for the except for the bunny, she played it like a, <laughs> a dog, dude. I was wow. like, holy! At first, I thought, okay, maybe she fainted. Then I then she kept pouring. I'm like, oh my god, she fucking played that it. That was a bloodbath. She All was right, so, pouring. So we can go on there. Topic list that that was on our topic list. I, I I thought maybe it's getting a little too late. We'll, we'll work it in some other week. But yes, let's go there. There was uh, a street fight between. Quite possibly the four hottest women to ever get in the ring together and do this type of match. Let's just, I mean, I can't think of anybody else. Over Certainly the not a match like that, right? Yeah. Not like this. Uh, these women, it was between Ty Conte and Anna Jay versus the Bunny and the lovely Penelope Cruz. All of Ford. these chicks Ford. are smoke shows. Penelope Ford. If it Fuck was Penelope, me, I always do this. <laughs> I always do this. It's if it was Penelope Cruz, people would have been watching, man. Beyond just she's us. hot too, she's yeah. hot too. Totally. Anywho, um, so these women straight up destroyed one another. Each um, pair pretty much had a brutal spot. We saw women go off the top rope, uh, doing a superplex onto thumbtacks, through tables on the outside, barbed wire. Fuck, what am I missing? Chair shots, axe. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean everything. Yeah. I mean, we're talking Playboy models destroying each other. There's probably a lot of sick fucks out there that were like, yes, give it to me, baby. But <laughs> honestly, it was pretty good. Like, they, I was I was definitely shocked. My jaw dropped a couple times during this match, and it was pretty brutal. I don't know. I mean, you will never see that in WWE. No. Uh, not, no. Even, not even 20 years ago, nor will you in the current day WWE. Uh, but AEW is going there, and I think these chicks do want to go there. Britt Baker kind of paved the way. I mean, she basically put her f- bloody face on a T-shirt when she won the... T- uh, I don't know if she won the title that night or she, not. No, that's, she, she, that's actually she when she lost match. the Thunder Rosa. Yeah, yeah but she right, got over. Yeah, but she, she got, got over out of the T-shirt sales. Oh, yeah. Yes, oh, that's yeah. Right. Still. She didn't go but, over, but she got over. Exactly. But they're saying, they're saying like, Pop-up. okay, this works. Uh, these are, This is our fan base. <laughs> These are our fans that will kind of get behind this. I don't know if I love it, but hey, hats off to these chicks. Yeah, no, absolutely. It was, I I mean, it was good. And you know, again, kudos to AEW. I think a lot of us were like, oh my God, this feud has gone on way, 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 way too long. And then they pull out that match. It's like, maybe it still went on way too long, but now all of a sudden we're talking positively about a feud that we, like a week before that match, we thought, God, would this just end? Because it was really good. And it was like shocking. You're right. And I don't know. I, um, kudos to them. I mean, the bunny, it fits her character perfectly because she's just crazy. Right. She's sitting there with like glee while she's just covered in blood. I mean, yeah, it's not going to make her it's not going to make her the next Brit Baker, but it certainly helped her. I think the craziest part of the whole thing is this match kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, AEW said, yeah. oh, it's the blow off to this long running feud. It's like, is it? Is it really? Because they did kind of cool so off the feud. Times. Yeah, right. Uh, but it, but at the same time, they just said, oh, it's going to be a street fight. And we've seen a lot of street fights in AEW. Not all of them are really necessarily bloody, especially for a women's match. You know, you're expecting maybe some garbage can shots or things like that. Mm-hmm. But I think when I saw how much the bunny was bleeding, that really blew my mind. The thumbtacks was just a whole nother level for a women's match, uh. especially. The two spots that really yeah. stuck with me from this match, um, one was... I can't remember if I think Ty Conti 
gave a pile driver to I want to say Penelope. Oh Ford. yeah, off the apron. Through. Not Penelope Cruz. It was Penelope Ford. Exactly. And that was crazy. <laughs> it was so well done too. Yeah. And Ty Conti's covered in blood after the bell rings, and you just see her laughing like, "This is great. I love this." It was so Ty, cool to see. Ty that. Conti was on that table, and Penelope Ford tried to and do a break. backwards moonsault, she and the table didn't face. break. Oh, that, that probably yeah. hurt so bad. I think oh, it yeah. crushed her boobs. I think probably. it hurts more when it doesn't break. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably exactly. Um, so there was that. The other spot that really got me was the finish to the match where. Anna Jay, for whatever reason, decided to take a piece of barbed wire, wrap it around her arm, and use that to put a chokehold on the bunny and yeah. have her tap out. Like just crazy stuff. I think I think that one was I think that barbed wire was gimmick. Because, um, <laughs> well, whether it was or not, I, yeah. I mean it definitely yeah. made but the thumbtacks. It's a good visual. Worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can't she, fake thumbtacks. Because she, would, she no. would cut her arm up. Have you ever been cut by uh, that that stuff? That stuff will fuck you up. Oh yeah. But great match nonetheless. Um, speaking of boobs getting smashed, um, fun fact to share with you guys. Again, another outtake from oral sessions with Renee Paquette. So, um, oh yeah, yeah, getting back to Scarlett Bordeaux. So oh, yeah, we, we talked a lot on this show, and I think just it, it was the talk of the wrestling community about whatever happened to Scarlett Bordeaux when Karrion Cross moved up to the main roster. She just kind of vanished from TV. Well, supposedly. Somebody, and I don't know if it was Vince or whoever, decided that they wanted wanted Scarlett to wrestle yeah. because turns out she actually can and isn't. Yeah, she wrestled Impact, it. I think. Right. Um, so she had a match, a dark match with Shotzi Blackheart, and I guess Ugh. during the match she actually smashed one of her implants, which took her off TV yep. for months. So. Yeah, fun fact. So if you guys were wondering, hey, whatever happened to her? Why did they just write her off TV? Well, that's why. Thanks, yeah, Shotzi. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, remember we were dogging Carrying Cross, be like, yo, you took away the best part about Carrying Cross. What the fuck's going on here? Yep. No, yeah. one of her boobs was smashed. Yeah. Nobody wants to see that, apparently. Yeah. There's no, yeah. There's no need to hurry to bring him up. The gladiator. <laughs> Wait, Scarlet Bordeaux's breasts are smashed? Put a mask on Carrion and some <laughs> suspenders. Oh, man. Good stuff, boys. Okay, so we're getting a little deep into the show now, oh, yeah. and I think it's probably time to go to promo of the week. Always. Uh, so, so after a little bit of a hiatus, the mailbag has gotten pretty stuffed over here, and I've gotten a lot of good promos. We, we've gotten a lot of good ones, but since we mentioned Braun Breaker um, no. in this episode earlier... We got one of my favorite promos of all time, and it's of Big Papa Pump, Scott Steiner, doing the math promo. Oh you guys my might God. be familiar with yeah. it. Absolutely. If you, want, if you want your mind to be put in a pretzel real quick, turn your volume up real quick. I love this promo. This one comes from Miles from Milwaukee. He says, <laughs> you guys are so fucking great. I love to hear Milwaukee enthusiasts. See you at the next wrestling show. Thank you, Miles, for submitting this one. I don't know where we met you, but thank you for listening. Keep sharing us on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts with your friends. So without further ado, let's go to Scott Steiner breaking down some math in Promo of the Week. 
for the TNA heavyweight title at Sacrifice between you, Kurt Angle, and Samoa Joe. Now, before you get there, you have an important step tonight as you and X Division champion Petey Williams take on the unlikely duo of Kurt Angle and Samoa Joe. You know, they say all men are created equal, but you look at me and you look at Samoa Joe, and you can see that statement is not true. See, normally if you go one-on-one -on -one with another wrestler, you got a 50-50 chance of winning. But I'm a genetic freak, and I'm not normal. So you got a 25% at best at beating me. And then you add Kurt Angle to the mix, your chances of winning drastically go down. See, the three-way at sacrifice, you got a 33 and a third chance of winning. But I, I got a 66 and two-thirds chance of winning because Kurt Angle knows he can't beat me, and he's not even going to try. So, Samoa Joe, you take your 33 and a third chance, minus my 25% chance, and you got an eight and a third chance of winning at sacrifice. But then you take my 75% chance of winning, if we used to go one-on-one, -on -one, and then add 66 and two-thirds percents, I got 141 and two-thirds chance of winning at sacrifice. See, Joe, the numbers don't lie, and they spell disaster for you at sacrifice. See, but I'm going to break it down for all you ladies. Would you rather be with me, or would you rather be with Joe? Well, I think Joe's kind of nice. I mean, you know. See, you're one of those girls that like romance. I'm going to talk to all my freaks out there. Would you rather come home to me, a genetic freak, to be satisfied every night, or go home to that fat-ass small Joe? See, tonight, we're going to win, and I'm going to be the world champion at sacrifice. Come on, P. Let's go. Scotty, just like you always say, Big Papa Pump has got your hookup. Well, Maple Leaf Muscle is who you need to look up. Holler! If you hear that. Oh boy, I didn't know Scott Steiner was so good at math oh and my division gosh. and fractions. I mean, I love that one. I mean, so if funny. Carefully, I don't I don't think he actually was, but yeah. <laughs> um and Taz did kind of an homage to that a couple weeks ago where I forget he was talking percentages or something, and he came up with a number that did not equal a hundred, and it was great. <laughs> But uh, I think I caught that. That's yeah, I, I think that I, I think that was done knowingly as a little uh, little Scott tribute. Big Papa <laughs> Pump. Uh, didn't he go by like Big Sexy or Big something with his ass too? His nickname, his name. You guys uh, remember this? I, I know what you're talking about. Big, I can't. big Big Daddy Shaker or something like that. Something, like, something that. like that. Yeah, Big Booty Daddy. I don't know. Something. Yeah. There it was. Yeah, yeah, but see like if, see if it's on a Big Booty Daddy. Yeah, yeah. Big yeah. Booty Daddy. Yeah, something like that. Fuck. I heard even Scott Steiner had a heart attack and like was like pronounced dead uh, earlier in the day. And he was oh, like, yeah. no, I got to go to a wrestling show. And he went. He must have been like pretty broke and needed the money to go from seeing the light and being pronounced dead to go into a you know, a small hall show, but wherever you are, Scott, I legend you're proud of your uh, nephew, Brom Breaker. <laughs> He's going to be a great champ. <laughs> Not <laughs> him and his three power moves are going to really shake up the yeah, biz, it, the the biznet. Yeah, and his back and his back knee. It's back anyway, knee. Yep. and his rip off Goldberg tattoo. All right, well that's enough trashing. Let's go to uh, our favorite shows that we've been watching since COVID here. Uh, well, some of the boys got COVID during the break, and all we've had to do is <laughs> so watch uh, some TV. I mean, I love TV. 
this is all I've been wanting to do since the holidays is relax, kick yep. back, watch some shows. I'm a big HBO Max guy. They crush it. And there's a lot of good stuff coming up. Actually, John Cena, the peacemaker from yep. Suicide Squad, Looks he's got good. his own thing coming out. I'm actually going to tune into that because HBO, oh, yeah, there's not a lot sure. of shows that they make that are bad. But one in particular that I love right now, it's called Station Eleven. This show is fucking nuts. It's based off a book. It actually came out in 2016, but it's about a pandemic, and they actually shot the first two episodes before COVID was even a thing. And it's actually about a pandemic where, you know, 50% of the population on the Earth gets wiped away. But the way that they shoot this no, show, the way that they no, use... That was... yeah, have you guys seen it yet? Mm-mm. No, that was... Uh, Station I, thought that was um, I thought that was The Avengers. Thanos, half the population. <laughs> yeah, there was these guys Sorry in masks and this big green guy. <laughs> there's no, yeah, there's no Iron Man, no Captain America, no Wanda or Black Panther. But Ooh, no, it's a little, dude. Yeah, it's ninety-seven. It's that. Ninety-seven. Ninety-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes, dude. That's what I go by. That's that's their what? rating. Ninety-seven percent on that Station show. 11? Station Eleven. So that Fuck yeah, yeah, that dude. might be a it, must see, bro. Damn. It is a must Super It high. is literally a masterpiece, dude. I've literally watched every episode. There's Damn. nine episodes right now. The finale comes out on Thursday. I've literally watched every episode two to three times because it's such a mind bender and they do such a great really? job like referencing shit because it jumps around Damn. a lot. Like it takes nice. place when the pandemic starts, then they jump ahead 20 years, <gasps> then they go like 10 years before the pandemic. There's so much story. The characters are so good. It's casted brilliantly. But Station Eleven must fucking watch, folks. Um, Matt, I know you got into a little TV during your uh, little COVID hiatus here, too. I did. What are you Um, watching, bro? Yeah, for those of our listeners out there who have Apple TV+, Plus, obviously, you've heard of Ted Lasso. That's not the show I'm going to recommend. It is a great show. But um, Mike actually clued me into a show called The Mosquito Coast, which is about a family of four who, for some reason, which is never quite fully revealed, um, are running from the U.S. government. And it's about their journey through Mexico trying to get away from somebody in the government who's after the father of the family. And you just... It, it sounds like a really straightforward storyline and at a high level it is, but just the inner workings of the family, the relationships between the kids and the parents is really complex. So, um, really good show. I think it's about eight episodes. You can cool. easily go that short. I love yeah, that. I burned through it I think, in this past weekend. So yeah, definitely I think I can. watched it in like under three days easily. Oh yeah. I love it. It, it could be done. Would you recommend sure. mosquito coast first or station 11? Bro, take your pick. Doesn't matter. You're gonna be addicted. <laughs> They're both good. To... Okay. Yeah, man. Not I a lot of episodes. Both. Not a lot of episodes to watch. You can do both. Yep. Yeah, man. You'll love them. Steve, nice. did you get into anything during your break? Uh, we caught up on a lot of things. Like, um, uh, the only Marvel thing I haven't caught up on yet is Hawkeye. Uh, but like That's we caught good. up on some like uh, Black Widow, the movie, and um. Shang-Chi, which I actually love. I thought that was one oh, of the I gotta best. watch cool. Shang-Chi. I thought that was gotta, one of the best good. Marvel I movies. Watch that. Yeah. I liked I, it. I, I love the subject matter. Um 
I think it's maybe pre-holiday, but if you guys that show only murders in the building on Hulu with um, yeah, Steve God, Martin, really good, really good. fun. Did you like it? I, I, I love, it. I love, I, liked it. I yeah. love Martin Short yeah. and Steve Martin. Yeah. Steve Martin. So uh, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll leave it there. Those are just like I'll those are you, some good watches. I tell you a yeah. story. I tell you a story about that show. I got such, I was such a mark for Steve Martin in that show that I bought the the fedora that he. Style nice. Of that he wears I there. love it. That hat is, <laughs> that is so cool. <laughs> I love I've it. never seen the show, I, so I got to watch that. Yeah, yeah. It's only one season. It, it got renewed, but it's one season. It's, yeah, so it's, it's again, it's yeah, easy, it's easy to watch. You'll like easy it. to watch. It's comedy yeah. mystery. There, make it's podcast in it. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's good. It's a good show. It's a good show. Great. Yep. Yeah, we don't watch just wrestling on this show. We're big, um, yep. you know, advocates of good, solid TV that tells great stories. And uh, I yeah, tell you, we want. I I yeah, can't off. Ahead, I tell you another show that, that I watched that, that I've been watching. It's an old. It's a. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you guys watch anime or the anime. I started uh, because you know um, Netflix did that Cowboy Bebop. Yes, which was like the first huge anime show. So I didn't watch that yet. I've been watching episodes of the Cowboy Bebop anime. It's pretty. It's pretty good. Hmm. It's pretty good. I, I, I've heard you know, good things. So yeah, a lot of people are really a, into anime, and I've tried getting into it. I need to give it a chance and try something. I would go. I would try Cowboy because I wasn't into it either. But I would give Pop Cowboy Bebop if you can get it. It's, I think it's on Hulu, but I I have that yeah. box where I can stream everything. So uh, I've been watching episodes on there, and I, I like it a lot. Okay. I'll add it to my list. Nice. Yep. I did take that wreck, Charlie, yep. about yep. Invincible, the one that you were talking yeah. about on Amazon Prime. I watched that yep. all the way to Hawaii, and that was crazy. Yeah, it's a good show. Hey, another Definitely. did you um, have been, and we'll cut it after this, but any of you guys watch uh, Doom Patrol? Mm-mm. No, uh, but I, think it's oh, I, really I know people too. love it. Yeah, I, I know people I, love it. I started it. it. I'm four. Yeah, I'm a three or four episodes in on the first season. I'll, I'll probably continue on at some point, but I'm, it needs to really pick up. It's it's okay. But I know they made yeah. like three or four seasons so far. I know. I know. And people have yep. told me it's awesome because Brandon Fraser crushes it. And I think that guy's funny. Yeah, he uh, does a real. But, he's the best character on there. Right. I couldn't get into the first episode and I think I ditched it. But, you know. If I got a little yeah, more time, it's tough, dude. I'm three yeah. in it. It's tough, dude. I'm like, ah, I All don't right. know, dude. <laughs> like, I'm not feeling it yet. But I'm gonna try to go a couple more at some point. But maybe I'll, I'll try to jump on some of these other shows that you guys are talking about now, and um, mm-hmm. give those some world first before I go back to it. And finish. I want to finish Hawkeye in the next week or so. Hawkeye's good. First, first couple episodes really good, and I watched episode three fucking really good dude there's some great action in it it's shot different it's dude it's like really good hell yeah but you know what's a real easy listen is keep the kayfabe season three we're gonna go strong for the rest of the year in 2022 make sure you hit that subscribe button on spotify itunes and google podcasts and make sure you drop us a note at keep the kayfabe on our Instagram and Facebook. Tell us what you want to hear. If you want us to watch a certain pay-per-view and review it. If you want us to come, you know, see a match or you're a wrestler and you want to get on the show, shoot us a note. We love snapping it around and uh, talking all things great, all things wrestling. So 
You know what? If you didn't make any New Year's resolutions for 2021 and you're like, fuck, I need to do something this year that's going to get my ass in gear, make me feel better, look good, feel good, I got three little pieces of advice for you. And that is stay humble, stay hungry, and stay hard. Triple H Woo. for 2022. <laughs> yeah, baby. I make dope, but don't call me dope boy. This ain't no fucking motion picture. I got your bitch up, my nigga get with ya and hit ya, taking that yak to the neck. So you better run a shit. So go on and take it check yourself before you wreck yourself. Take it check yourself before you wreck yourself. Come on, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Cause shotgun bullets are bad for your health.